Stephen Biggins, Managing Director of Core Lithium. Uh, Core Lithium uh, will become and is well placed to become Australia's next lithium producer, uh, producing high quality lithium concentrates from, uh, from Northern Australia by the end of this calendar year. Good to see you again, Stephen. Um, so you back halfway through uh, November. Uh, where were we? 57 cents, up to 76 today. But the, the, the Aussie market taking a bit of a, a breather at the moment. What's going on? Yeah, I think there's probably a couple of factors there. I think in the in the you know the last week or two, it's been you know sort of some uh, sort of risk risk sediment around you know Russia and Ukraine tension, uh, and you know maybe maybe a sort of few weeks away. A few weeks ago it was really about um, you know sort of potential for interest rate rises and, and those things at a macro level. Right. Okay. Well, I guess we'll we'll see how that pans over the next few days after last night's announcement by Putin. Um, right. Let, let, let's talk about you. Last time we met, we, we were actually on site with you. You showed us, you know, where where you were in relation to the, the conference center in your hotel. Uh, I, was, I was taken by how close the project is to civilization. You're not out in the middle of nowhere. You're pretty close to town. That's useful. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that, that's one of the key advantages of the project is its location. Uh, adjacent to the capital infrastructure of Darwin. Uh, we can plug into grid power. We're an hour's drive away from the suburbs of Darwin. It's great. And where's that put you in terms of um, relations? Because, uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of projects being cancelled, held up indefinitely, or at least, um, you know, struggling with, with permits and licensing in terms of being able to give market um, you know, timings on this. You're well under construction now. The proximity of town, was that, was that a sort of advantageous to you in terms of being able to conversations about, you know, job, job creation, et cetera? I mean, how, how, did, how did all that period work? Yeah, I think that's that's generally worked in our favour as we've looked to to build the project. Uh, it's been an attractive opportunity to, to offer, um, you know, employment in, in, a, in a mining project uh, within an hour's, you know, daily commute from, from the suburbs. So we've been able to re- recruit very well for our, um, our our owners team in Darwin, with you know probably something like over eighty percent of our sort of team are local territorians. Um, Lucas, our mining contractor, have experienced the same thing. There's you know, there's a lot of people that live in the Northern Territory that work in the mining industry around Australia that have been very happy to come home and and work in a mining project um, and spend their time with their families, um, yeah, at night. Okay. Well, look, last time we met, um, there's two things I want to get out of today. One, obviously, you're in that construction phase at the moment, and you're looking to get into production by the end of um, this year, or whatever, however that ramps up um, in, into 2023. And the second bit is the blue sky, right? You're a 1.2 billion dollar company. Congratulations! Uh, but you got to keep, got to keep going. That's that's the, that's the tough bit. So I do want to talk about some of the blue sky uh, and, and some of the press releases I've seen recently. So let's talk about the construction. I, I, how are things progressing? Yeah, yeah, really good. So we're we're very much on schedule to deliver first product from the project uh, by the end of this calendar year, as 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 we planned. Um, you know, Lucas have um, you know uh, started the project very well with you know site infrastructure, scraping the top off the ore body, uh, and setting up the you know the foundations, if you like, for the uh, the the above ground engineering. Um, with our schedule rolling out that we will have um, Primero, our EPC um, engineers, uh, starting construction of the project in late of the of the processing plant in late March, uh, post the end of the wet season, and then essentially we run both the mining and the and the process plant construction in parallel 
to enable us to be in production by the end of this calendar year. Great. Okay. So, so things are going well. Are there any um, other kind of studies or um, engineering or otherwise technical um, that you're having to do concurrently? I, just, I, can't, I couldn't quite pick that out of the last couple of interviews that we did in terms of what else is happening during the, the build phase. Um, yeah. So, so in regards to sort of delivery of first product, you know, that, 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 that plan is engineered and it's, and it's being built right now. Uh, more so, uh, you know, the, the new engineering work that we're doing is, is you know, looking at what are the levers that we can be pulling to bring forward and expand production from the project as soon as we're able. Um, you know, we've got every incentive um, to be looking at how we, can, how we can expand production from the project. Uh, with lithium prices now uh, above $3,000 a tonne US, uh, forecast to increase even, even further this year, um, you know, Core will be producing you know, lithium and, and entering to, into that market at a very high price later this year with very high margins. Um, and you know, as I said, we've got every incentive to be, be looking at how we expand production. Um, and we've got a number of strategies there. So the first one, which is you know, we're investing heavily into exploration and resource drilling. Um, we put out results only a few days ago, um, some terrific results outside the existing resource at BP33, where we hit something like 57 metres at 1.8% lithia with your body increasing in grade and getting wider at depth. Um, so that resource and that prospect will get bigger. Um, we're investing into additional drilling. We're still waiting on drilling results from Carlton, from um, uh, which, which we think will be positive and support our confidence in uh, our goals to increase resources and reserves for the project. Uh, we're also um, you know, waiting on exploration results from a number of other prospects uh, from our new acquisition. Um, so you know, those things will feed into our ability to grow resources, extend mine life, and also looking at engineering opportunities to bring forward production. Okay, so, and, and I do want to get into that in a second, but if, if I look back at the um, Gangfang and Yawa uh, offtakes, can you just again remind me in, in terms of what are, what are those deals look like in terms we've seen some money come in from Gangfang obviously with your, with your last raise, but with those offtakes, how, how do they, um, how, how, does, how does the company expect money to kind of flow in and what's the, what's the, what's the timing um, of, of that and what do you do with that? And can you use that as any part of any negotiations now in terms of additional fundraising that you, you, you may choose to put in place depending on how you um, want to deliver the phase two components? Because if you're looking at the expansion thing, it's, it's down to you really to kind of work out the timing of that. Yeah, so in regards to the, you know, the offtakes we have with the Gang Feng and Yahua, they, together they represent uh, 40% each of, of production. Um, yeah, with pricing, you know, looking to replicate spot price. Um, so yeah, we will be exposed to spot price um, in, in our production. We've also got 20% of production, which is uncontracted, um, that we may look to put into the spot market um, later this year. Uh, but there are, you know, there are still no shortage of other parties that are um, offering incentives uh, to sort of, you know, sign up some of the remaining offtake from the project. Right, but you haven't entered in, in, into any conversations. You've been you've been approached, but you're not looking to, um, you know, monetize that twenty percent now. You, you're keeping that still as an option, depending on what, what's happening in the marketplace. 
How, how are you approaching that twenty percent? We've got we've got a whole bunch of options that are really you know they were good 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 outcomes for us um, that we're sort of weighing up. And it's and the and these just just again remind me the 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 off tape with Yawa and also Gangfeng is on everything you've got or p- part of your assets. You know, if, like if you do go into some blue, blue sky drilling elsewhere, I mean, are you able to carve that out? I mean, how does it work? Yeah, so the, those those off takes are for for the first four years of production, and they represent together about eighty percent of production. So we've got we've got opportunities, if you like, to to um, uh, increase our production profile and and to deal with the um, the remaining product how we see fit. Right. And how do those deals typically work? Do you, like you're getting towards the you don't they don't wait till the end of the four years or, or up and go now what? It's like are, are there kind of options during the course of that those four year term for them to renegotiate or at least um, have a you know right of first refusal? Yeah, we'll have um, sort of you know, you know, very sort of clear you know communication and and open you know good good keep good communication and relationship during the the, the life of those offtakes, um, and we'll sort of assess where we're at towards the end of those. Right. Okay. So, but they'll be doing everything they can to make sure the relationship is is solid between now and that moment, and you know, down the line for five five years down the line. Um, because yeah, it's, it's interesting. Because so, does um, Gangfeng have equity? Yeah, so so both Gangfeng and Yafa are invested alongside the offtake agreement. So um, yeah, they they they're, they're both sort of um, you know equity holders in in core and and particularly yeah, and they're both very happy investors in core. Yeah, no, I bet, I bet they will on an equity basis, but in terms of protecting fresh, uh, future supply, because, you know, again, we've had conversations um, with lithium producers and, and, and lithium market commentators about the number of lithium projects that are going to come online in the next two, three years. It's, it's not as much as people think. So, you know, in, in their case, you know, is that equity a kind of defense mechanism and, and ensures that you're that they're still at the table talking to you? Um, and does that restrict your ability to negotiate better margins, better tra- better transactions? Yeah, I think the objective of that equity was, um, yeah, that, that that was really support that we got from from um, both those organisations as we we're leading the project into development. So they those investments enabled us to to get into production and and uh, and uh, support us getting into the position that, that we are. Um, we don't see those equity positions as being significant enough to really affect our sort of decision making going forward. And it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't put any other strategics off either. Yeah, we've we've not found that an issue with any party that we've been dealing across the globe. Okay. Okay. So, so in terms of like the phase two, the kind of um, ex- expansion um, component, um, I guess it's two bit. There's sort of the product that you'll be. Producing, and then there's the well, you know, let's scale this thing up even further. So on the on the technical, so the product on phase one is is what? It's 175,000 tons per annum for sort of uh, on average for the life of mine for the, the project. Um, potentially producing up to a, close to 200,000 tons per annum, um, and we know from sort of the the process design uh, that the process plant's actually engineered to to um, to produce, uh, have a higher production capacity, um, 
but well, well, you know, conservatively, it's 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 currently rated at a million tons per annum. Right, and, and in terms of you know, your obligations with your offtake partners, you obviously have to deliver into specification um, for them. If you, if that was to change further down the line, is that an expensive process to to adjust? Yeah, I think the the quality of the product that we produce from the project is excellent. So in regards to chemistry, meaning specifications around iron content, mica. Uh, size specifications, you know, that's, that's one of the advantages of the project is that all of the lithium in the system is spodumene. So, yeah, with a really excellent quality project, excellent quality product, uh, good chemistry. Um, and we've not really had any queries from, from any of the parties that have done qualification on the, on the product, uh, today. But if you were, if you were to move sort of f- further downstream, as it were, in terms of um, capturing more, of, more than mar- margin, i.e. moving to the hydroxide, the, you know, what's the investment look like from your side? Is what, what's the time frame for something like that? Yeah, so so in the in the medium long term, um, you know, we, we think there's there's an excellent um, you know lithium mining project that we're we're building right now. There's the opportunity just to leverage that to its fullest um, in the medium to long term. So we're investing now uh, alongside funding from the, the Australian federal government in feasibilities to to assess the opportunity to, to move into downstream lithium chemical processing in the future. Um, so that, that's, that's something that, we'll, that we will advance and, and progress you know, over, over uh, the next 24 to 36 months um, to sort of move through uh, feasibility, uh, move through regulatory process, and alongside that uh, be sort of considering the, you know, the range of commercial options we have to deliver the project um, and there's no shortage of parties that are interested in potentially partnering in how we might deliver that project in the future as well. Right, and and so given given what prices are doing at the moment, you're not um, you, you don't feel kind of c- c- compelled uh, to uh, expedite matters in terms of um, you know moving things faster. Is it things things will move at the pace that they're they're currently moving, and the market will be what it is when when you get there. Is that, is that the approach, or do you think that you can try to accelerate things? I think on sort of downstream processing, no, I think it's going to run through sort of the, the longer the medium to longer term pathway uh, for stage two expansion and uh, and extension uh, strategies. They they are strategies we're investing in right now. So. Exploration and resource drilling to to grow the resources, to lay the foundation for our ability to extend and expand production, uh, and considering those engineering opportunities that are in front of us that can potentially enable us to bring forward mine production and expand expand production on an annual basis. Okay, okay. And so I noticed there's a question sent in by um, someone because to Yahweh Yahweh. Announced recently that they'd signed an updated offtake agreement with you guys, but you haven't mentioned that. Was it was it not significant? Uh, there was some some commercially sensitive terms that we um, that we resolved with Yahweh as sort of you know we, we've done from time to time along the um, you know so the you know, four years or five years we've had the relationship with with Yahweh. Um, yeah, so yeah, we're quite happy with where we've got to with that. Okay, so nothing. Course of business, nothing significant, just tweaks. Correct. It's about sort of aligning aligning the agreement, updating the agreement to reflect, you know, sort of current current markets. 
Um, okay, so let's let's move on to the um, the this second uh, component there um, of, of growth, which is around some of the drilling that's happening. Um, you've mentioned well, we've seen some of the press releases. You mentioned some of the drilling earlier, and some you're you know waiting assays um, on, on a couple of the projects, including the new acquisition. But w- w- what's the what's the intent with the 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 drilling plan? The kind of the kind of uh, expansion, um, uh, resource expansion, or uh, you know, new drilling to you know, I guess deliver a, a a bigger story to market, which becomes difficult when you're at 1.2 billion, right? Yeah, well, we've got huge opportunities, and we we're working in the the biopegmatite field, which we we know hosts hundreds of lithium-rich pegmatites. Um, and we're working our way through drilling those. Um, we're getting results coming in now, which is great. Um, it's taken us a while to get there from the drilling we completed in 2021. Laboratories have been a bit, a bit late in Australia in, in delivering results because of, sort of the, the load they've been under. Um, uh, but we're now receiving results. We've seen that for a couple of days ago from the drilling results from BP33. We're expecting, you know, new results that will support our confidence in in the continued resource growth um yeah we've got our, our own objectives in regards to where we want to take the project but let, let me put it simply that you know the, the 10 years that we've defined today is, is very much just the beginning um we will deliver a very long life lithium project out of out of finnis and be producing high quality lithium concentrates for many years out of northern australia Right. So, so, so just want to put it real in simple terms, because there's a lot of like new investors coming into this, but don't actually un- you know, understand necessarily the terminology or you know, how it works. So you, you've, you've got, you've got a, the, the current life of mine is what t- 10 years you're saying, right? Um, you're going to try and ex- expand that. So this is a multi-decade resource. So just back to the drilling. So how, how are you going about planning the order of play the, in terms of what you're going into next? You know what's the what's the point of that? Is it a resource update? Is it expansion? Is you know you know how many meters are you drilling? How much money are you allocating to that? Whilst the kind of the cool, calm, quiet build process goes on, you you know you can you can kind of create some buzz over over here with the drilling. So so, so just the plan of attack and, and and why would be good to understand. Yeah, sure. So so there's there's a whole bunch of drilling results that that uh, we expect over coming weeks now. From the 2021 drilling, we'll we'll utilise those to update our resources um, and sort of modify our mine plans um, over coming months. Uh, then uh, in the next quarter, we will be then ramping up our exploration resource drilling programs again for calendar 2022. So that will be further investment into growth, which we'd expend to substantially grow resources life of mine and add to our capacity to extend production as well as us in parallel undertaking studies about um, how we can possibly uh, expand production. Okay. And, and so, it's, I mean, and to what end, right? You know, you, you've gone through the exploration um, phase and process yourself. You're getting this thing, you've developed it, you know, to the size it is now, and you're getting this thing built so it'll be ready, up and running, and delivering it to contracts. So you, you, you've done all the hard work. Do you, I mean... What does, what does the board want to do? Do they want to sell this thing? Do, do they treat that? Do we treat this as, or and shareholders treat this as some sort of cash machine, ATM, where you hopefully whack out a few dividends along the way too? Um, or would you flip this out to someone else to, to pick up? 
Yeah, the, the key objective that we have is to um, get into production as quickly as we can. Um, and we're right at the, the front of the pack of new lithium producers around the globe to be able to uh, expose our company and our shareholders to a very, very high price lithium environment with prices above $3,000 a tonne and margins uh, of the project are huge, right? They, they are huge. So once we're in production, we'll be, we'll be um, providing, you know, operating revenues and, 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 and earnings that will, that are much, that, that, that will justify um, you know our pricing and 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 beyond. Um, the the and you know alongside that is you know we've got every incentive to deliver uh, as much lithium into that high pricing environment, not only from a, uh, a commercial perspective, but um, you know that that is the strong message we get from our from our customers uh, and from potential customers and from the you know basically the whole of the lithium battery supply chain is we need companies like Core to deliver more lithium into the market so that we can build enough EVs to, to meet you know, the car manufacturers' targets and, and government's targets for, for reducing emissions around the globe. But I guess the bit I'm trying to get to and trying to understand, because again, for new people coming in, because you always need new investors coming in, is what are they investing into? They're investing into a organization, a company with full intent to get into production, uh, do the expansion stuff, increase life of mine, or are they going to flip it? Because if, if it's a flip it, there's a probably, you know, easy 20, 30% uplift for them. So that, that, that could be exciting uh, to people. Or if it's a dividend paying company because it's producing cash within a high margin environment, then that's, that's a different type of investment. So just going to get a sense of where you guys are at in your head. Yeah, I, I would suggest that we we're in an excellent position where you know, we're delivering a low risk production project. We're fully funded. It's going to be operating at high margins and we've got huge growth opportunities ahead of us to continue to expand production and, and maximize our exposure to the lithium sector and the lithium battery sector and the EV sector that we're, that we're working in. Right. And, and just also to kind of clear up on, you're going to be in production by the end of this year, commercial production, right? And, and that means lots of things to different people. Um, how quick is the, given the build period is really quick, it's a simple product initially, is, you know, how, how quick is that ramp up period through to, you know, um, name plate? Yeah. So we're in our, in our schedule, we're allowing three to six months to, to move from first production into commercial production. So we've got targets around the middle of 2020, calendar of 2023 uh, to hit commercial production. Got it, okay, right, that's, that, that's kind of interesting. And so if I may come back to the joint, because I think I asked the question, but I, can, I maybe missed the answer, which was um, you're allocating, you funded for the build, um, What's the funding for the the drill program, and you know, in, in terms of meters or dollars, or so people can get a sense of the, the scale of of that? Yeah, they're, they're pre pretty significant, and um, you know, as we sort of move into the commencement of those programs uh, in in coming um, months, we'll we'll talk to those details. Right. Okay. So you'll you'll, you'll okay. You'll give guidance on on that. Um, and just on the assays outstanding at the moment, because you're looking to increase the are the assays that are outstanding at the moment to um, increase the resource, or are they the kind of expansion drilling? Yeah, so those assays are both exploration and resource drilling. So they will look to expand resources, uh, make new discoveries, and bring resource to reserve. 
so increased level of confidence in those resources. Right. Okay. Okay. And with regards to um, and, and and those on on which which um, ten months were they? Sorry, you, so far. Yeah, that's that's across the Finnis Lithium project uh, and including the the new acquisition that we're uh, they're in the process of completing. Right. Okay. And should we come to? Um, you, there's there's a kind of, kind of a few sort of byproducts that have been mentioned along the way too in terms of uh, tantalum and niobium. Are, are they mean, are they commercially meaningful or are they literally? Yeah, I, I think that the main game really is 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 production of lithium concentrate. Okay, you know, so, so we shouldn't get distracted. Yeah. Okay, uh, gold. We talk about it occasionally when, when, when we caught up. We talk gold. Um, what's what's the plan with that? Because again, high gold environment, but are, are you the guys to do that or, or are we spinning this out? Yeah, so I think our, our focus really, our strategy is to focus on delivery of, of our Finnis Lithium project, get that into production, expand our ability, you know, expand our, our, uh, our, our lithium resources and, and reserves. Um, you know, we, we'll, we'll continue to undertake some level of gold exploration alongside that at, at Finnis. Um, but really, a, a strategy on um, you know, other commodities, you know, a, a sort of a, a sort of a secondary level to those key prime objectives around lithium production. But but in terms of like, so the, the, there was some money spent in twenty twenty one on the gold project, not not a lot, but but some. Again, to 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 what end? To make it a little bit pretty and attractive to someone else to do, or just understand what it is that you've got. Because you're no rush to you're no rush to, and you're not on any, any um, obligation or otherwise to advance that yourselves. I mean, what, what was the, what's the idea there? Because it seems incongruous to have lithium and then gold in the same company. It's confusing. Yeah, I, I think I think we're in the great position that we're you know we're we're really well funded, um, and the the optionality is with us to to sort of you know deal with those additional commodities as we see fit, see fit uh, from a timing perspective and and you know how we might deal with them. Um, from a you know, structural perspective. Okay, and this is a bit tough one because who knows? In 1.2 billion, is there any value being attributed to the gold project at the moment? Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know what's attributed value-wise to, to the gold project. I would suggest most of it's going to be forward-looking to us uh, getting in production on lithium. Okay, and um, uh, lithium prices, as we've said at the outset, are you know really high. Um, sustainable. I mean, what, what are you seeing in terms of the supply side of things? So obviously, the, the, the demand the demand side is, you know, I think well well understood, right? It, it's 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 a kind of funny one. Lithium has been one of those things that perception three four years ago was there. There's enough lithium. We South Americans will turn the tap on and the market will be flooded, right? I think since then the, the dawning realization is that projects are not getting into, into production. Easily, they're not getting funded, quite frankly, um, to get into production. Um, so you, the supply side is pr- probably the, the the issue here. How are you seeing the market play out, and what's that do for the sustained uh, pricing within lithium at the moment? Yeah, I think that supply is going to struggle to keep up with the compound annual growth rate uh, of, of demand growth, uh, and we're seeing you know, hundreds of billions of dollars of investment downstream into lithium battery production capacity and, and electric vehicle production capacity. Um, but there hasn't been that level of investment in, in raw material supply. Uh, we know brine projects take a long time to, to sort of move to increase production capacity. Um, and very simple, well-funded um, mining projects in, in uh, tier one mining jurisdictions take, you know, six, seven, eight, 
nine years to, to move from from start to, to into production. Um, let alone the issues that are going to be faced in, in jurisdictions that have struggled with approval for mining industry and support of the mining industry in, in sort of you know, the US and, and Europe over, over the last few decades. And we're sort of seeing some of those experiences, you know, sort of with, with developers, um, you know, um, I, I think that they will be successful in moving those projects to development, but it, it will take longer. It's, it's kind of, I mean, obviously you've, you've, you've tied yourself to China and um, Asia. What are, you, what are you seeing in Europe at the moment? Because we're seeing a lot of projects being cancelled for various reasons. Um, you know, Rio, Serbia, um, yeah, that was that was a kind of big surprise to the market. That's taken a lot of lithium out of out of, out of the market, but also made people realise that perhaps jurisdictional risk is 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 a is a very real uh, thing, even for big super big companies. Um, and then the kind of the European attitude to not in my backyard at the same time as trying to create their own ecosystem for battery metals um, and, and, and EV. It seems quite disconnected over there. So do you think you've made the right call by going with Gangfang then? Yeah, I'm not sure I can see the relationship there, Matthew. <laughs> well, I, I just mean it's like, you know, you, you've gone for the easy, obvious, I'm going with Gangfang. It's, it's uh, it, it, you know, that, that, that's the easy option. They've, they've got the balance sheet, they've got the expertise and they, they need the lithium. And then you're looking, I'm looking around uh, Europe and anyone who's going to be able to deliver um, lithium into the European ecosystem could could be the beneficiary of quite a frag- fragmented approach to actually delivering the the EV vision, it seems. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful. Um, and I think there's some great opportunities for, for Europe to expand its uh, you know, lithium chemical conversion capacity and a move further down the down the supply chain, but that doesn't exist yet. So um, it, it seems like a very sort of normal and natural relationship for for us to be working with the existing uh, global conversion, you know, lithium conversion um, community in, in, in China. Um, and you know, we, we, we you know we look forward to you know Europe moving itself sort of further down the, the supply chain so that uh, you know it becomes a, a sort of a part of the sort of natural supply chain um, that Australia can connect with okay um well and look Sam appreciate appreciate your time today I mean I, I, you, we kind of covered the kind of gold component I guess um, all, all anything that isn't lithium is secondary for you at the moment, whether it be uranium, gold, silver, copper, lead, whatever, that's secondary to you. Deliver this project by end of the year, that's your number one priority, um, and you're, Alec, you're gonna give us guidance on the drilling uh, component you know, in terms of spend meters and what you're trying to deliver in the next, what, th- this quarter, are we gonna see that? Yeah, as we, as we ramp up exploration and resource drilling at the start of the second quarter, uh, it's appropriate, appropriate then when we announce that to to the market that um, you know those details are announced there. Brilliant. Okay, Stephen, appreciate your time. Stay in touch. Great. All right. Thanks, Matt. Bye bye.